Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Color Healing Radio, the world's first radio channel devoted to helping you obtain clarity, healing, and peace through the use of color. Are you curious about the healing power of color? Stay tuned for the color calendar with Elaine Marie. Change your colors and you change your world. Welcome to another episode of The Color Calendar, brought to you by Aura House School of Color and Light at ColorTherapySchool.com. I'm your host, Elaine Marie, and I will be your guide as we look through life's kaleidoscope to find the most colorful people and the most colorful events in the world. It is November 2016, and here in New England, it is also autumn when the earth fans its splendid plumage like a proud peacock. This is my very favorite season, and I can't imagine living in an environment that didn't include colorful trees, harvest fairs, and roadside stands with pumpkins, gourds, Indian corn, and hay bales. Have you ever jumped into a pile of copper and gold-colored leaves or stood under a vibrant maple tree to absorb its glorious red energy? It's hard not to get excited because it's all very colorful and very magical. And that's exactly how I feel about today's guest, who will be joining us to discuss creativity, chakra balancing, and color manifesting. Anne Heyman is a holistic health practitioner from Michigan. She is an artist, photographer, graphic designer, and teacher of an amazing Chakra 101 online class. Anne also created the Moon Sisterhood to give women access to sacred rituals, tools, and divine information. And whenever I see that big, bright full moon in the sky, I know that Anne Heyman is somewhere outdoors in Michigan with her herbs and her crystal grid and her ceremonial fire. You are the founder of a wonderful network called The Moon Sisterhood, and your website at themoonsisterhood.com, Anne, is absolutely gorgeous. It's really powerful. The colors are very striking. I know that you designed this site yourself. How did you choose the colors? Because they really pop out. They're very dramatic. They're very strong. That's good. I'm glad that it's that it's coming across that way. Sometimes when you do things, you know, especially such personal things, you know, where you're like basically like trying to create um, a bunch of images that, that evoke a feeling, right. Um, 
And that's what I feel like I do with my images and my photography. Everything that I do, it doesn't matter what it is of, doesn't matter what it says. When people look at it, I want there to be a feeling. I want them to feel something. I want my website to be an experience. I want people to like come and visit. And even if they don't connect with us at all, they have been touched, you know, like, like it raises their vibration. It does something, you know, like a seed is planted. I don't know something. And so for me, color was very important. Um, I used a lot of gold and that's on purpose because I wanted it to feel energetically. I wanted it to feel very regal and, and very, I wanted that goddess feeling, you know, like I use a lot of um, purple too, because I want that like royal, you know, I want this to feel luxurious. I want this to feel like they've been there before, you know, or something. It's like evoking some kind of feeling within them that raises their vibration. And so that was very intentional. Let's talk about your color journey. Starting when you were a child, do you remember which colors were your favorite then? Oh, yeah. I was all about pink and gray, I remember, in sixth grade. And I wanted pink and gray everything, you know. And I can remember um, green being my favorite color forever, forever, you know. And then all of a sudden it shifted a little bit, you know. Sixth grade, I was like, you know, growing into a woman, right? And so pink all of a sudden, you know, was just one of those things where it was like, it just made me feel like, okay, you know, like this is me being a girl. I'm a girl, right? Yeah, I'm a girl, you know. (laughs) So I think... um, I always have had a color that I knew it just helped me to be something. You know what I mean? It, it amplified something in me. I don't think I was, I understood what it was, but I knew that that energy was there. And so for me, color has always been a way to, I don't know, self-medicate or something, but, you know, like really um, help myself to stay grounded or, you know, any, whatever it was that I was trying to work on at, at all these different stages in my life, it was like, there was always a color that went with it that like helped me, you know, I don't think, I don't think I really understood that until, um, I was in school, uh, to become a holistic health practitioner and we had, um, intro to chakras. And when I realized that the colors like actually meant something and that they had energy and, and, and emotional connection, you know, I mean, it was like, a light bulb went on and I was just like, Oh my God, like all this time I've been using color in these ways, just intuitively. I had no idea. And then I realized that they're all correlated to chakras, which are these energy centers in our body and control all these things, you know, within us and, and are connected to our, our emotions and, and all of that. It was kind of blew me away, you know? So yeah, color, color has always been really important for me. You mentioned that gray was one of your favorite colors, and this is very interesting to me because I don't think I have known any children who would have picked gray. So why do you think that you were drawn to gray? I like gray because it feels very neutral. And to me, I've always kind of felt like that. You know, like growing up, I, I really felt like a boy for a really long time. And I resisted, you know, growing up. And like when I hit puberty, it was like really hard for me. It was just like, what? Like, how is this even possible? And for me, gray was just one of those colors that a boy or a girl would wear, you know? And so, you know, 
it just felt like it was my uniform, <laughs> I guess, for a while there. And I just, I've always loved gray. I still wear gray. I'm wearing gray right now. So I, yeah, gray is like one of the things when you look in my closet, I have, I don't even know how many different gray shirts I have, but I have like almost all of my t-shirts are gray. Okay. Well, you have described yourself as positive, creative, and driven, and it sure does show because you are, let me take a big deep breath here, you are a graphic designer, a photographer, an illustrator, you create jewelry, you create crystal grids, color oracle cards, and you also knit and crochet, so If orange is the color of creativity, Anne, it sounds like you certainly have a ton of it. Where on earth do you get your creative spark? Oh, that is so hard because it's like, I feel like my appreciation for nature is one of those things that kind of comes out in my creativity or, you know, it inspires that. I just love how it feels to create something, you know, when you're working on something and you're making something with your hands or creating something digitally, it's like that feeling of, it's like freedom. It's like true freedom. It's just that connection, you know, with your higher self and, and, you know, like I feel like it connects me to like this wise woman within me, you know? So that feeling that I get when I'm being creative, that's what I really like, you know, like making the stuff is cool. And like, you know, I love to crochet and, and everything. And it's like, but I hardly make anything for myself. I just, I love to make blankets for other people, you know? So it's not like I'm, I'm doing this thing to create something. It's like, I love the actual energy of creating. Well, I've known people who say that they are not creative and you probably know people who say that they are not creative Nevertheless, how important is it that everybody finds some creative outlet? Oh, well, being creative, like I said, it connects you to your intuition. So if you're looking to like raise your vibration, the first step in that is getting in touch with your intuition. And honestly, the best and fastest way to get there, to get into that space is by being creative. So it, I mean, they have all these studies that, it, that they've done, you know, um, the last one I saw was with knitting, you know, showing that crafting and being creative um, does so many different amazing things within us, you know, it lowers your blood pressure, it helps with your memory, you know, it's not just this like crafty thing, you know, or, or even just a social thing. Cause some people say, oh, well, you know, especially like knitting circles or or quilting bees or those kinds of things where women, you know, come together and it's a lot about, you know, community and connection and, and all of that. But it's like the actual act of, of doing this has health benefits now. So it's not just to, to be creative and, and be an artist. It's, it's not even about that anymore, I don't think. And so that's why I invite people to really explore that, that part of themselves because it's so important for your health and your well-being. Of course, some of us who are blessed with unlimited creativity often have trouble grounding. How has working with color helped you become more grounded? Working with color helps me to be grounded because I noticed when I was studying about crystals, you know, and when I was learning more about crystals for grounding, and I look at them and a lot of them are like the same color, you know, like I'm looking like, 
okay, wow, red jasper is red. And, you know, when you look at how it's connected to the first chakra, that just makes sense, right? And so when I need grounding, I usually turn to crystals in that I, I just feel their energy so strong and I feel like it's really effective for me. And so I'll build a crystal grid just for grounding and I'll use the stones that, that call to me. Like I use black tourmaline a lot um, and I use red jasper a lot when I, when I need grounding, you know, ruby and there's a couple other garnet is another one that I really like for grounding. And so I think everybody has their own connection with, with a, um, a modality that really works for them. But for me, crystals really, 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 they really work for me really well. So that's, you know, that's my way of using color in a therapy. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of combined together. I love them both together. I want to go back to something that you said about using intuition. You create sacred art through your knitting and your crochet projects. And from what I've seen, your pieces are quite stunning. I'm actually totally in awe of of your skill because I was never great at most of the home crafts except maybe cooking or baking. But I'm wondering, when you begin a piece, and how do you choose the colors that you wind up using? Is it purely intuitive, or are you consciously choosing a particular color because you know it's spiritual or it's physical or emotional benefits? You know, I always come at things with intuition because I feel like the stronger your energy in any ritual or any you know, energy producing activity, you know, that you're doing for a reason, right? Um, I feel like looking it up almost kind of like dilutes it for me, you know, like I feel like when I come up with the the colors from my intuition or because a lot of times I will see a color combination like in nature and I'll just be like, oh my God, that is so beautiful. Like sunsets are so inspiring to me. Most of my art, um, contains the colors purple, blue, and pink together, and gold. I like gold a lot, too. Um, And I've noticed in the last couple of years that I keep coming to those colors. You know, like I go to the yarn store, and I'm like, I just bought the same color scheme again. (laughs) And I'll do from pastels to, like, darks, you know. And so um, I notice myself choosing color combinations that make me excited or make give me that excited feeling you know because I that's the whole point is I'm trying to like use this energy for whatever you know whatever intention it is that I'm that I'm setting when I start a project you know and with crochet most of the time I'm making something for somebody else and so you know, I'll ask them occasionally, like, hey, like, you know, what colors do you like? And, of course, I'm analyzing the colors that they tell me. I'm like, oh, it sounds like you need some, like, for chakra work, you know, or something, you know, like that. Or if I'm, if I'm doing um, a, a blanket, like I made a blanket for one of my daughters, I, you know, was doing, of course, like, protection and safety and all of those um, intentions, putting those in there. And so it was like I chose chakra colors for that. So it's like I do tend to look at the project and who it's for and what intention I'm, I'm working towards. And then I pick the colors from, from there. So a lot of times I'm using um, like analyzing the chakra details in their, in their requests about things or the energy that I feel like they need, you know, and I'm making this blanket because, you know, people use these blankets and it's like, I feel like the energy that I'm putting into these projects 
is, is available to these people, you know? So of course I'm always trying to like do some kind of healing thing in there and put some kind of spell on it or do some kind of ritual to, you know, kind of weave in these, these energies and, and these, um, different intentions into the project. So I, yeah, color is really important. That's like the first step when I'm starting any project is what colors am I using? Because that's the energy of the project, right? So it is really important. You were talking about spells. Halloween is considered by many to be the best time to manifest, but I'm sure that you will agree that we don't have to wait until October 31st. When I'm focused on manifesting, I love to use things like color breathing and color gemstones and other color tools that I have. Would you say that it is also important that our chakras be open to ensure that our manifesting is a success? Well, I think to me, being balanced is really helpful. You know, but I don't know if I would say it's necessary because, I mean, obviously for like optimal you know, success in manifesting what you're wanting. Of course, you want to align perfectly with it, right? But, you know, sometimes it takes a little work getting there. And sometimes the process of your inspired action can actually bring about, like, chakra alignment. So when I realized that the way that I work with chakras uh, is completely different than most people. And um, when I learned about the chakras, it, it was in a way that wasn't really intuitive. You know what I mean? It was more like a book learning, like, okay, here's the chakra, this one, this one, this one, this one. It wasn't like experiential at all, you know? And it, it wasn't really about how to work with that energy. It was just like, here, it exists. Okay, there you go, you know? And for me, I've developed a system that actually helps you to balance the chakras in a really easy way. And it doesn't take a lot of work figuring out, you know, if your chakra is open or closed or, you know, blocked or whatever. It's just about the energy, you know, having that energy present. And so I created a system that includes experiential learning as well as the information about the chakras and where they're located and and how to diagnose whether you're aligned or not. So it's not really like about it being open or closed and being like, what can I do? Sometimes it's just being aware of that chakra's energy and how you can work with it through these different tools that I provide, Um, them being aromatherapy, um, color therapy. There's a color, a couple different uh, modalities that we go through to work on balancing each chakra. But it's really interesting because, you know, I I know people think they know a lot about the chakras, or they think they know everything, you know, that there is to really know. But I feel like I've pulled together these different modalities that really make it super simple and super easy. Like people are always asking me like, what crystal should I use for anxiety? You know? And when you realize that a lot of times anxiety comes from an imbalance in the third chakra, then knowing that you can, when you, when you learn my system, you can automatically know 
what you need to do to balance that chakra. And it's like, and to work with anxiety as well. And so I come at these different modalities in a completely different, like with a different approach than, than most people. I mean, you'll never have to like look up, what do I use for, you know, what crystal do I use for this? Or what essential oil do I use for this, this um, ailment or whatever, or this emotion or whatever it is that you're coming up against this, you know, you can go in and feel your chakras. And when you learn which emotions and which energies are connected to each chakra, then you automatically know which crystals to use to help balance and work on that issue. So this is a really unique program and I tried to make it as easy to understand because people were telling me like, Oh, I took this chakra course and it was so hard to understand. I didn't really get it. You know, like it was just all this information just thrown at me. It didn't really make sense. And the way that I put this together is so experiential that you're like experiencing it. And it's like, it's almost like you're remembering these things. It's not even really like learning, you know, cause we all have this within us. We just need to open the door and, you know, and sometimes the door is locked and we need to like unlock that door and open it up to, you know, the wisdom that's within us already. And so I think that this course really does that. You know, it's not just, you're not just going to learn about your chakras. You're going to, you know, balance your chakras. But as a result of that, you're going to be so in touch with your intuition. You're going to understand your body's signals and um, symbols and, and all the different wisdom that comes up, you know, once you can decipher the language of your chakras you know, I debated whether or not even calling it chakra 101, because it's not, I mean, it is about the chakras, but it's about so much more too. So I think it's really important to be aware of, of your chakras and your ability to raise your vibration by working with them, you know, and, and becoming, especially, you know, as artists or light workers or whatever it is that, you know, we're all doing, you know, it's really important to, um, raise your vibration and be at that level where you can help others do the same. Well, crystals certainly help us raise our vibrations. And I know you love crystals like I love crystals, and we can never, ever have enough. You create some of the most beautiful crystal healing grids that I have ever seen online, and many are located right on your Instagram account. When you're designing your grids, how much does color influence your placement decisions? I like it to be balanced. You know, like when I finish a grid, usually it's balanced. It just, there's something about it that the energy is, is, you know, balanced, I guess. I don't really know any other word to say, but color definitely influences me. I feel like a lot of times I will place, the same, like the same colors. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like evenly, you know what I mean? Like if I'm, if I'm building um, a grid on a sacred geometry shape, for example, if I put um, green on one point of the, of the geometry, I'm going to put green on like directly on the other side of it, you know, so that it's balanced. So for me, I mean, and I also do grids, for um, chakra balancing too. So I'm placing, you know, the colors in, in the right order. And, you know, there's definitely a ritual to that. 
but yeah, I definitely, I, I want everything to look balanced when I'm done. And color certainly helps us with that. When you look back at all your life experiences, Anne, what do you think has been the greatest lesson that color has taught you? I think the ability for, uh, of color to help me process my emotions and I, I just with manifesting, honestly, like I feel like it's so, been so powerful with me. It's been that connection with my chakras and really helping me to get back to alignment and, and to be able to express myself, you know, and just in one, one color, I can say, this is how I feel better than words, you know? So for me, it's, it's been about keeping me sane, I guess. <laughs> Here's what's happening on the color calendar for November 2016. Colleen Ryan has organized a two-day Color for Life Soul Power Level 1 workshop on Wednesday, November 2nd and Thursday, November 3rd in Cambridge, New Zealand. An Arasoma Level 1 Foundation workshop is being offered by Garth Pywall from Friday, November 4th through Sunday, November 13th in Newcastle, Australia. Chameleon New Age Salon is hosting a color therapy and tie-dye workshop on Saturday, November 5th in Surfer's Paradise, Australia. On Saturday, November 5th, Roisin McArdle teaches a mandala and color workshop in Dunlear, Ireland. Also on Saturday, November 5th is a color therapy level one workshop led by Valerie Logan Clark in Bognor Regis, England. A Color Your Life workshop is scheduled for Sunday, November 6th in Parramatta, Australia. On Wednesday, November 9th, Donna Frasca will teach a How to Clean Your Chakras class in Waxhaw, North Carolina. A Color Therapy and Tree Astrology workshop is planned for Friday, November 11th through Sunday, November 13th in Vellino, Italy. A Healing the Cycles of Life Through Color class will be held on Saturday, November 12th in Alton, Illinois. Arlene Arnold is leading a Clear Your Mind and Expand Your Intuition Through Color Frequencies class on Saturday, November 12th in Vacaville, California. Fabian Maman will teach the Tao of Sound, harmonizing the chakras and aura with sound and color on Wednesday, November 16th, and Thursday, November 17th, in Paris, France. On Friday, November 18th, a precious resource is offering a color therapy and tools workshop in Lake Norman, North Carolina. A three-day Orasoma Essentials course is being held at the Rainbow Lighthouse on Friday, November 18th, through Sunday, November 20th, in Dromore, Ireland. And on Sunday, November 27th, Art and Creativity for Healing will host an Expressing Feelings with Color workshop in Laguna Hills, California. And that's what's happening on the color calendar for November. If you have a colorful event that you would like to submit for the color calendar, please email your request to aurahouse at yahoo.com. 
Would you like to see the calendar listings mentioned on the show today? Or chat about your favorite color healing radio show? Stop by our Facebook page, and don't forget that you can also listen to the Color Healing Radio archives anytime at colorhealingradio.com. I'd also like to remind you that our Indiegogo campaign to benefit Color Therapy Month is in progress. Please visit colortherapymonth.com to learn how you can support the world's annual celebration of color. Many thanks and many blessings to Anne Heyman for joining us today. To learn more about her work, please visit annheyman.com, and that's spelled A-N-N-E-H-A-Y-M-A-N.com. So, until next time, no matter how you feel or where on the planet you live, don't forget to stop and enjoy the pretty colors. Namaste. effect on how we think, feel, and act. A yellow sunshine, blue skies, green grass, red roses. Take away color and our world would look like this. Color Cares is a 501c3 charity that uses the power of color to positively change lives. Visit our website today to learn more at www.colorcares.org and help us spread happiness in full color.